Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 18th of July, Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. If you've been involved in any kind of an accident, you're dealing with a personal injury, I send you where you're going to be treated like family. Title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. 800-747-3733. Got a fun show planned today. I'm so glad to have you aboard. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. By the way, just a, a note on the personal side of things here. Number one, 
uh, the way that the show is growing. Can't do any of it with all you guys' support. Can't do it without the support from the sponsors. And got some really fun and exciting news coming up uh, soon. Not not today. Probably not tomorrow either. But I got some fun, exciting news. And uh, I'm going to look forward to sharing that with you guys. Uh, you know, maybe in the coming days. Uh, you know, hopefully within the next coming week or so. So, all of the stuff that's happening with the show. Things, you know, the way that we're growing all of that. It's not without your support. It's not without the support of our great sponsors. So I appreciate everybody. I love you a long time. Okay, so like I said, fun show today. We're going to talk to one of my favorite comedians out there, Brad Williams. If you don't know about Brad Williams, he's coming to the Dania Improv August 3, 4, and 5. I'll be going on August 3rd. Went uh, about six months ago. My wife and I, we saw him. Uh, Like I said yesterday when I mentioned that he was going to be joining us, Brad Williams, it was the best show Best comedy show we have ever been to. So, looking forward to talking to him. We've never had him on the show before. That's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to join us today. Not really a whole lot to update as far as Damian Lillard, the Miami Heat. We're just kind of playing the waiting game. The Marlins lose last night their fourth consecutive game. They, they've actually run into a hot Cardinals team now. You remember the Marlins, what was it, right before the All-Star break? They took three out of four. <coughs> Excuse me. From St. Louis. Well, now the Cardinals, they win last night 6-4. to Lazardo obviously did not have his best stuff. Only went four innings. Didn't get out of the fifth inning. Gave up two uh, two earned runs, three total. And they, you know, the Marlins, they wind up losing yesterday for the fourth consecutive game. They'll look to get back on track tonight. They're now 10 games over, 53-43. and 43, But, come on. Yeah, we got to right this ship here. You can't let it get out of hand. So, you got that going on. Last night, I didn't get to watch my stories last night. Monday Night Raw last night. Instead, my wife and I, we finished out the, the newest and final season of Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, which is on Prime. John Krasinski, obviously we love him. Wendell Pierce, we like that show a lot. Sad that it's over, but that's what happens with shows. That's what I told my wife when she was sad that the show ended last night. I'm like, that's what happens. Shows start and they end. So now the show's over, and and now we are continuing to watch Lincoln Lawyer. That's what we're watching right now on Netflix. We like Lincoln Lawyer, so we're into that right now. That's our show currently. You guys know I'm always taking show suggestions. But anyway, that's what we got going on. So, <coughs> do have some NBA news to get to as well. Joel Embiid. Oh my, I'm sorry, you know. Obviously, I don't, I don't care for Joel Embiid. I hate the Sixers. Joel Embiid comes off like a loser, if you ask me. He really does. And, and and I said this before, going into the playoffs, there was no chance this Sixer team was getting out of the second round. They didn't get out of the second round. And to me, Embiid's got a lot of, a lot of Ewing in him, where he just doesn't win those big games. And yes, Patrick Ewing went to the finals twice, lost both. The second time was really toward the end of his career. But Patrick Ewing, you know, had that label where he doesn't win those big games. For me, that's all Joel Embiid right now. You can't trust him in big games, as we saw in the second round, Game 7, really the end of Game 6 as well, against Boston. So, you got a little bit from Joel Embiid, which we got to get to. (coughs) And, uh, oh, and of course, today's Tuesday. We brought it back last week. Twitter Jam. Every Tuesday now. And we got some fun stuff going on for Twitter Jam today, where we hit on the... If you guys are newish, Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners, Twitter Jam... Tuesdays, long-time segment of the old Zaslow show, and whatever's the hot topic 
that's trending on Twitter, on social media. We're going to bring that to you coming up in a little bit. So we'll have some good Twitter jam for you. Now, I like, so I've been trying to think of some ways to incorporate the audience a little bit more. To, not, not that we used to take phone calls on Zaslow show when we were on Terrestrial Radix. We stopped that many years ago. But, you know, sometimes we would read the text machine, that kind of deal. So I'm trying to come up with ways that we can incorporate the audience a little bit more. Like, for instance, if I did like a mailbag where, I mean, it could be on Thursdays I do the mailbag or Fridays, I don't know. Although Friday, you know, we got big game, not a big game, big movie, not a big movie. Like maybe I'll do something like that on Thursdays. Like if I did mailbag on Twitter, do you think I would get a lot of responses? And when I say a lot of responses... It only has to be like, I don't know, like seven, eight, nine questions or whatever. That's a pretty good mailbag right there. I don't have to get a lot, but do we think I'd get some good good questions? And I'll, I'll do, you know, I'll answer pretty much anything, all right? So I think that's a good way to get people involved, to get listeners involved on the show. So I kind of want to introduce a mailbag. Maybe we'll do that this week. But another way uh, is stuff like this, a way that I can get you guys involved in the show. So, what am I getting? Zazlo, what are you getting at here? Get to the point. So, <clears throat> last night, a little before, I- I'm, I'm going to get to bed. All right? I'm flipping around the TV. And I happen to catch the very beginning of The Dark Knight. What a movie. All right? Christopher Nolan, Heath Ledger, uh, uh, Christian Bale, of course. He's Batman. How can you forget Batman? And... He's my favorite Batman, Chris, Christian uh, Christian Bale. Matter of fact, if you want to do it like this, I, I like I think he, I think Christian Bale was the best Bruce Wayne. If you want to do it like that, I think it's possible that Ben Affleck was the best Batman, but I think Christian Bale is the best Bruce Wayne. But overall, Christian Bale, my favorite Batman. So anyway, The Dark Knight is starting, and obviously, I'm going to watch the beginning of The Dark Knight. I wasn't going to watch very much of the movie. I was kind of tired. But I'm obviously going to watch the beginning because it might be the greatest all-time movie opening scene where you got the Joker pulling off the bank heist and you got, what's his name, Robert Fickner, who's who's a big-time actor where he plays, like, the bank manager who comes out with the shotgun and he's shooting... At the guys, do you know where you're stealing from? You know you're dead, right? Uh, I, you know, because it's it, the 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 bank is run is owned by the mob, and so that's why Joker is stealing from him, and it sets in motion, you know, the whole movie. That opening scene where we're revealed that you know who the Joker is and what awesome scene, such a great opening scene, and it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite movie opening scene. And so it got me thinking, and I put this out on social media this morning. Watch The Dark Knight on TV late last night. Classic opening scene. What movies have the best opening scene? And I didn't want to be like, it's the best opening scene. Well, what is best? And I didn't want to do that because it's like, I don't know everything. So what are some of the best movie opening scenes, right? All right. So let's go through some here. And you can always hit me up on social media, Twitter, at Zaslow Show. On Instagram, I'm an influencer, but I still get all your messages, at J. But here's on Twitter, at Show. So I got a bunch of these on Twitter. Best movie opening scenes. 
I got Mike Fuentes here, off oh, from Metalark Media. He tweets out here to me, Heat, not close. Yes, that's a great one, where they start out with their own heist scene, and isn't that when, when Wayne Grow, you know, the guy who looks like Skinner, old WWF star, when Wayne Grow, he, he shoots the, uh, the, the, the security guy with, with the, the, the armored truck, and now, now, they're, now they're screwed because you killed, I mean, not a cop, but you, you killed someone. They're not trying to kill anybody. And that's when, uh, you know, it leads to the scene at the coffee shop where, they're gonna, where Robert De Niro's character is going to kill Wayne Grow, but then he ends up getting away. Heat's opening scene, awesome opening scene, great contribution there by Mike. Dolphin Rich says, Dark Knight is one of my favorite opening scenes ever. I also love the opening scene of Murder on the Orient Express. I've never seen Murder on the Orient Express. I do want to see it. Vince says here, Infinity War and The Dark Knight. Let's see. So the opening scene for Avengers Infinity War. I'm trying to remember how that opens. Yo, doesn't it open with after Thanos kills all the Asgardians on the ship? And then he kills Loki. He fights with Hulk. And yeah, I think that's the... It's a good opening scene. I think it's a good Dark Knight. And he also has here Saving Private Ryan. Here's the thing with Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan is a very famous, maybe I should say infamous, opening scene. It's obviously really, really well done. But I'm not, like, I don't consider that because if you remember when Saving Ryan came out, that movie... That opening scene was so realistic that veterans were walking out the theater. And that opening scene's about 30 minutes. And veterans were walking out the theater. They couldn't handle it. It was too realistic. So, yeah, that opening scene's really well done. But I kind of stopped short, if you understand what I'm saying, on saying how great it is. Because I don't want to watch the opening scene for Saving Private Ryan. It's too realistic And it's too difficult for a lot of people to watch. Like, everyone who loves The Dark Knight loves the opening scene. But you can love the movie Saving Private Ryan, which is obviously a great, great movie, and have a hard time watching that opening scene. How about here? Uh, Let's see. uh, Darth BS, he says, The Dark Knight is the goat. You can't change the channel if you run into it. Must watch. Well, here's the thing with if you run into it. It's the very opening scene. So, like, you gotta catch the very start of the movie. Okay. Ah, this is a great one from Josh Cliffhanger. If you now Cliffhanger as a movie, I think Cliffhanger is a really good movie, but it's kind of like your typical Sylvester Stallone '90s action movie. But that opening scene for Cliffhanger, phenomenal, especially because you're talking about a time back then in the '90s with movies where, it, for for the beginning scene, for a good guy, let alone a young lady, to die. In the opening scene. Very shocking when you first see the movie Cliffhanger. Especially back then. Cliffhanger. Excellent suggestion. Mike and West Palm gives The Matrix. I got a hard time remembering the opening scene from The Matrix. Uh, Griswold Hank says. The Kingsman had a great opening scene too. Kingsman. Really good movie. Yes. How about Danny Perez? He chimes in with. Uh, James Bond Casino Royale. We've been through this before. I've never seen a single James Bond movie. Yep. Not one. Never seen a single James Bond movie. Uh, Lou likes to fish. He gives the movie up. Okay, 
I don't have the up I have up there because while Up is a fantastic movie, the opening scene is the saddest opening 10 minutes to a movie you're ever going to see. It's so sad. Really well done. So sad. How about here, uh, uh, Grana 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 says, Scream. Great opening scene for Scream. And that's another one of those where uh, uh, a good character, like a good guy, dies and dies violent. And, and a big time actress like Drew Barrymore, although that was like the beginning of her getting back onto the A-list in Hollywood. And she dies in the opening scene. She gets gutted. Yeah, Scream is a great opening scene. All right, got a few more here that I want to get to. First, though, I want to tell you guys, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, our sponsors, it's why we're at where we're at, including the listeners. You're why we're at where we're at. And that just means to keep the whole thing going round and round. You support the sponsors who support the show. And that's how we make this thing continuing to go on and on. And, of course, one of our great sponsors, they're out there trying to help you with any water restoration project you may have. Water cleanup of Florida. If you found a leak in your home, you don't know where it's coming from, call or text 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida is prepared to handle any type of leak you may have. They'll detect where it's coming from. They repair it. Water Cleanup of Florida then cleans, dries, and fully restores the damaged areas. They serve the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, My friend Jackie said to me the other day, what's the name of your water restoration company you have on the show? I have a friend who desperately needs help. I said, yeah, you're going to call Water Cleanup of Florida. They're going to get out to your friend right away. 954-900-8635. You could also go to WCUFL.com. Water Cleanup of Florida. Again, 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida. We clean up your schmutz. Got a bunch of other responses here. Uh, Elliot says, way of the gun. I've never seen Way of the Gun. I don't know that opening scene. Shane chimes in with Cliffhanger also. Cliffhanger is gr- really great opening scene. That's a good movie. John Lithgow is a good bad guy in that movie. Eddie says, best opening scene ever is The Dark Knight. Okay. Mark says, Jaws. Gotta be honest, do not remember. I've obviously seen Jaws. I was very young. It came out before I was born, but I was very young when I saw it. I, I-, I don't remember. <laughs> a couple responses here. Michael says ghost ship. I don't know what ghost ship is. Matthew says saving private Ryan. So does Lackey. I told you about saving private Ryan, how I feel about that. How about our pal Shandell here? Nightmare on Elm Street. And even posted the YouTube link. Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984 opening scene. I do not, I do not remember it. I will watch that after we get done with the show today. Uh, Sebastian says, gone in 60 seconds. I did not like that movie, so I do not remember the opening scene. Uh, Raphael says, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, great movie. I don't know if it's a better opening scene than Dark Knight. What else here? Uh, yep, Rob says, Heat. We know Heat. Ryan says, most of the 007 movies, but I told you, I don't know. Aaron says, Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know that the opening scene in Mad Max Fury Road differentiates from the rest of the movie because... I've told you, my experience with Mad Max Fury Road, I've never seen a movie like that. The entire movie is like filled on, filmed on the go, on these, you know, war trucks. Incredible movie. I, I've never seen a movie like it. And, uh, oh, Keith chimes in with Glory. I do not remember the opening scene to Glory. I would assume it was a battle scene. But I feel like if I don't remember the opening scene to it and I've seen the movie, it can't be the best. So there you go. 
You got a bunch right there. I thought that was a really fun topic to start the show with here. Uh, and, and I will say, for horror movies, okay? For horror movies, the opening scene, because, you know, Shandell recommended Nightmare on Elm Street. For horror movies, the opening scene to It. Georgie losing the arm, rough scene. The only part of that scene that is a negative is that scene sets the tone for the movie, for It. And as a result, I'm not scared about any of the rest of the movie. That was the scariest part of the movie. Like, it was, it was traumatic watching that. When Georgie gets his arm eaten off by, by Pennywise. Yeah, the opening scene for It's kind of rough. But anyway, real good contribution by everyone there. I appreciate that. So like I said, and if you got some suggestions, you can let me know. But like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to come up with more ways to get the listeners involved on the show. Obviously, it's not going to be in real time. But I feel like that was a good way right there. So that was something to do for today. And I think maybe trying a mailbag, which we could do on like Thursdays maybe. So maybe I'll send out a tweet tonight asking for mailbag questions. And we could really do it about anything. I think that could be something fun. So that's what we watched last night right before I went to sleep. We watched The Dark Knight or watched the first like 30 minutes of it. I, I was tired, but I wanted to make sure I watched the opening scene. Might be my favorite opening scene ever in a movie. If I had to give it up for any of the suggestions there, I, I really liked Heat. The opening scene for Heat. I, that, that may have been my favorite suggestion there. So, of course, we went to sleep, and I slept great last night. Zazlo, how do you sleep so well? Sheets and Giggles! That's right, my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. Went out with him this past Friday night. Always great to see him. He's like, hey, Sheets and Giggles want to know, when is it Dame time? When are the Heat trading for Damian Lillard? And I'm like, I don't know, man. We're just sitting back and we're waiting. But while we're waiting, we should at least get great sleep, right? Well, if you go to SheetsGiggles.com, you're going to permanently become one of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. Naturally softer, cooler, more breathable, and more moisture-wicking than cotton. That's right. The only sheets I'm ever going to use now for the rest of my life. Been using Sheets and Giggles. They've been on the show for about four-plus months at this point. I get the best sleep I've ever had. The comforter, it's my favorite comforter. My son Jordan told Colin at the Panther game, I love the comforter. Sheets and Giggles is the best. And you know what? I don't even want you to take my word for it. Go to SheetsGiggles.com and you're going to see for yourself. If you've never ordered on Sheets and Giggles, use promo code Zazlo. You'll get 20% off your first order. If you have ordered on Sheets and Giggles, recommend to your friends. Give them my promo code and you're not going to shop. That's one less thing that you got to worry about. Is where you're going to get your bed sheets, sheetsgiggles.com. So, let's do a little bit of NBA here. And mainly what I want to do as far as NBA goes today. We don't really have any update as far as Damian Lillard goes. But what I do want to do with the NBA is, I want to read you this quote. This was from two days ago. I want to read you this quote here from Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was doing like an appearance and he was doing a, he was doing a Q&A, okay? And obviously, it was at some film festival actually. And here's the quote from Joel Embiid. And talking about his future, winning, that coming off of MVP, that whole deal. I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be. Whether it's in Philly or somewhere else, it's not easy, but every single day I work towards it. <clears throat> All right. 
And now this is a big to-do. This is a major talking point now over the last couple days. Not, I'm sure, on Philadelphia Sports Radio, WIP, 97.5 The Fanatic, but on television as well. I mean, you know, first take is eating this kind of shit up. You know that. As they should. So this is now a big talking point over the last couple of days. And, again, let me read it to you. I just want to win a championship, whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or somewhere else. It's not easy, but every single day, I work towards it. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I told you this throughout the season. I do not think winning a championship was number one on Joel Embiid's mind. I think winning the MVP this year was by far the most important thing for old Joel Embiid. It was the only thing he talked about all year. The whole conversation was obnoxious. Joel Embiid was out for himself this year. He wanted the MVP, so this is a successful season for him. Hell, in his post-game press conference, after they were eliminated, blown out in Game 7, just like Giannis said, this is not a failure. Yeah, because you got the MVP. So anyway, Embiid comments there about his future, and I got a major problem. If I'm a Philly fan, I got a major problem with two parts of it. There's two things that he says there that I got a huge problem with. Number one, where he he says, all I want is a chance. Joel, you're in the second round of the playoffs every single year. That means your team's pretty good. No one's going to gift wrap a championship for you. No one's going to hand it to you. You're not getting any buys. You're 30 years old now at this point. (laughs) You've been in the league long enough. You have an MVP now. You've never been out of the second round. You know, the, the, the answer... The, an- the answer shouldn't have been, or the answer shouldn't be, the organization shouldn't be going to the MVP, to the MVP, saying, what do we need to do to help you? No, the MVP, who's getting paid an incredible amount of money, of course, deservedly so, the MVP should be going to the organization, what else do I need to do to help you? He's the MVP. He's the most valuable player in the league. What else does he have to do? To help the team. Not the other way around. And all I want is a chance. You have a chance every year. And you never win the big game. They were up in game six at home in the fourth quarter. He was horrendous. And they blew it. Game seven in Boston. He was a total no-show. And they got their ass kicked. That's a chance. You had a chance this year. You have a chance every year. And you always lose. So, that's bullshit. Number two, the in Philly or somewhere else, why would you say that? Now, screw the Philly fans. I don't care about Philly fans. I mean, just the worst. But let's take the bias out of it. Why would you say that? In Philly or somewhere else, the franchise has been so good to you. The city's been so good to you. And what you're essentially saying there is, and we know this is the case with most players. And this is why... I'm always pro-team. I'm never pro-player. You want to call it pro-management, or you want to call it pro-ownership, call it whatever you want. I'll call it pro-team, but I'm never pro-player. And you see, this is a great example of it. Because Joel Embiid now is telling you, he, the city's been great to him, the team's been great to him, but he's telling you, I just want to win a championship, beat in Philly or somewhere else. He's out for himself. He wants to win for himself. He doesn't care if it's in Philly or if it's for Philly or if it's for that team. And that's why I'm never pro-player. I'm pro-player when that guy's on my team. But outside of that, 
I'm never pro player. Because a time is going to come where he's not pro Sixers anymore. Because he's telling you there, I want to win a championship wherever I can do it. It's not about winning it on that team. It's about him winning a championship. Call it pro management if you want. Call it pro ownership if you want. I'm always going to be pro team. My goals are almost always going to be aligned with my team's goals. The player, his goals are aligned with the team until they're not. And that way there's a great example of that. I just don't understand why Embiid would say that. Why even start the trouble? Why even do that? And so, and for the record, Embiid won his MVP this year. Was a flop in the playoffs. Harden now wants out. You know, right after Ben Simmons wanted out. And now, Embiid is bitching about needing help. Think about it. He spent the whole season campaigning for MVP. And now talks about not having enough help. Meanwhile, Nikola Jokic won finals MVP. I mean, what a stupid argument this was during the season, right? Embiid totally flops in the playoffs. His next best player demands a trade. And now Embiid is bitching about not having enough help. Jokic kept quiet, won finals MVP. That, that's a joke. It's a terrible look for Embiid. Terrible. And how are you going to attract players when you're saying you may not stay? It's, oh, and then now overall, that's just a microcosm of the NBA right now. It's the most selfish league. The players have no self-awareness. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There are more identity threats than you realize. Even if you monitor your credit, only a little personal info needs to leak out. Like your social security number or password. For you to become a victim. LifeLock alerts you to threats you could miss. If your identity is stolen, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year. Go to LifeLock.com aware. You know there are already odds out now as to where Joel Embiid would play next. Well, if he leaves the Sixers, what would Joel Embiid's next team be? There's already odds out. You ready? I'm going to give these to you. Hang on. Here we go. Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's next team, if not the 76ers. The best odds, Knicks, 2-1. to one. Then it's Brooklyn, plus 250. Dallas, plus 350. New Orleans, plus 450. I guess they figured, hey, we'll give you Zion, you know? And then the Miami Heat, plus 550. 
I, I mean, he's an amazing player. But I'm not sitting here like, oh my God, let's wait for Joel Embiid. Forget about Damian Lillard. Nah, I want Lillard much more. Much more than Embiid. Zaslow, you're crazy. He's three years younger. All right. I'd be like, I, like you're not going to get Embiid without giving a bam. That's one. And I'd rather have Lillard with Butler and Bam than Embiid without Bam. I just, I, Embiid, Embiid's amazing. Not terribly interested in rooting for him. He's tough to stomach, if you ask me. Lillard, we're going to love him. Because that is happening. I don't think new for you on Lillard, but that is happening. Guys, I, I'm telling you, if you don't love your rate with your homeowner's insurance, insurance is expensive down here. I mean, it, you don't need me to tell you that. But... That's not something I'm complaining about these days. Because I get my homeowner's insurance for about 10 years now. The only insurance agency I use, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. My man Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they know exactly what type of coverage I need. They're going to know exactly what type of coverage you need based on where you're living. Because they got the entire state of Florida covered. From Pensacola all the way down to the Keys. Wherever you're calling from, 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com, they know where you're calling from. They know the area. They have the expertise and the experience to find the perfect coverage for you, including, hey, maybe you don't own a single-family home. They have comprehensive policies for trailers, for motorhomes. Maybe you need insurance for your car, your motorcycle, your boat. Yeah, Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Like I told you, top insurance agency in the state of Florida was rated top five in the entire country. Take it from me. This is one less thing you have to worry about. What's going to happen? God forbid something happens at my home. That's not something that keeps me up at night. 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. All right. So we brought this up during Big deal or not a big deal yesterday, right? Where yesterday was kind of a big news day when it comes to the NFL, where you had several high-profile running backs who it was the deadline for them to resign to sign their uh, their their the tender, the franchise tender, and uh, you know among those were Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard. Well, Tony Pollard ended up signing the tender, but Barkley and Jacobs did not, and they're obviously now not expected to attend camp. And this is a whole big to-do because it's been a direction that the league has been heading in for a while where running backs are not valued. And look, I, like, I totally get it. Would I like to have an awesome running back like Dalvin Cook? He's another one who's just out there in free agency. Like These teams, Giants, Raiders, Cowboys, they have the rights to those players. Dalvin Cook, he's a free agent. He's just out there. And no one wants to pay Dalvin Cook. I would like Dalvin Cook on the Dolphins, but here's the thing. I would much rather have a gr- I, I would much rather spend my money to have a great offensive line and a substandard, you know, talent-wise. I would rather spend my money to have a talented offensive line and have a lesser talented running back than spend my money to have a talented running back and a lesser talented offensive line. That's simple. You know, if the offensive line, these are all professional players, the guys who are running backs in the NFL. They're pros. And obviously, if they're in the NFL, they they were likely stars on their college team. And if you have an offensive line who could open up holes, the lesser talented running backs are still going to be able to thrive the same way that the super talented running backs are. 
Now, I'm not trying to say that the super talented running backs, guys like Dalvin Cook, aren't important. But I'm saying in a salary-capped sport, if there was no salary cap, these guys would be paid a lot of money. But in a salary-capped sport, you need to be a little careful how you're going to spend your money. And teams don't want to spend it on running backs. So, that's the highlight of today's Twitter Jam. That's right. So, we got Twitter Jam today. We brought back Twitter Jam last week. And, of course... You have a couple tweets here from NFL media guys to start out today's Twitter jam, to start out the topic that had everyone talking yesterday, especially the running backs, okay? So first you get an update here from from Dove Kleiman. He's an NFL writer, reporter who tweets out, there won't be a long-term deal for Giants' Saquon Barkley, Raiders' Josh Jacobs, and Cowboys' Tony Pollard, per Ian Rappaport. They now need to play on the one-year franchise tag in order to play this season. And it goes on, uh, while Pollard signs his deal, Jacobs and Barkley haven't and may hold out. All right, so that got things going. Then you have Matt Miller. He's an ESPN NFL draft analyst. And he tweets out, this is very controversial, okay? He tweets out, been saying it for years. Number one, draft a running back. Two, play the running back. If he's good, three, franchise tag the running back one time and then one draft a running back so he's doing rinse and repeat and you know what <clears throat> a lot of teams are subscribing to that to that uh, uh, scenario essentially now and that tweet got a ton of attention from current NFL running backs including Austin Eckler running back for the Chargers this is the kind of trash that is artificially devalued One of the most important positions in the game. Everyone knows it's tough to win without a top running back, and yet they act like we are discardable widgets. I support any running back doing whatever it takes to get his bag. All right. Like I said, having great running backs is valuable, but it's a lot easier for an offensive line to make a running back great than the other way around. It's a lot easier for a talented offensive line to make a running back great than a talented running back to make an offensive line great. If the offensive line is great and the running back stinks, the running back may still have success. If the offensive line stinks and the running back is great, there's a much much less chance that they're going to have success running the football. And Austin Eckler's comments there, look, he's a running back, so it's a sensitive topic for him. But this is also why the players play and the general managers manage. It's why the players play and the general managers manage. Because nobody is saying that the position is devalued. What they're saying, essentially, is we can get value at that position at a low cost. In a salary cap sport, you have to find the value at a low cost. And running back has repeatedly been a position that you could find value at low cost. Jonathan Taylor, running back for the Colts. He says, if you're good enough, they'll find you. If you work hard enough, you'll succeed. If you succeed, you boost the organization. And then, doesn't matter, you're a running back. Well, again, Jonathan Taylor's going to be super sensitive here. But in a capped sport, the team needs to find places that they could get value. And running back is that position. Christian McCaffrey, running back for the 49ers. This is criminal. Three of the best players in the entire league, regardless of position. And he's highlighting players there, meaning it doesn't matter if they're running back. All right. 
Derrick Henry. At this point, just take the running back position out the game then. The ones that want to be great and work as hard as they can to give their all to an organization just seems like it don't even matter. I'm with every running back that's fighting to get what they deserve. And finally, I got one more for you here. Najee Harris, running back for the Steelers. I agree with my running back brothers around the NFL. History will show that you need running backs to win. We set the tone every game and run through walls for our team and lead in many ways. This notion that we deserve less is a joke. Again, nobody is saying you don't need a running back to win. What everyone is saying is you can find running backs. And that right there is another edition of Twitter Jam. All right, I'm very excited to talk to one of my favorite comedians now. You guys, I, like I told you earlier in the show, uh, one of, if not the best show that I've ever been to was when Brad Williams was here at the Improv. It was like six, seven months ago, whatever it was. BradWilliamsComedy.com. You've seen him on the Levitard show. He's here again at the Doral Improv, Miami Improv, August 3, 4, 5. I'm going the Thursday night, Brad, because my wife and I are old, and uh, we, 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 we got to get home early so we go to the early show on the thursday uh so we're, we're excited to come out and see you again i appreciate you doing this where does uh miami south florida do you love playing shows in south florida how do our crowds compare to other cities oh uh, first of all if you like coming to the early show and you're old uh it, it, it's great some of these markets i'm going to i'm selling out and we ended up adding shows so we've been adding a lot of like four o'clock shows and wow. oh man those people are so excited to go to a four o'clock show. They go to the show. They're 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 drunk by four thirty. They are done with the show, done with the meet and greet by six. They go have dinner and then they go to bed. That's a like, great like, night. That's a great night. I'm I'm thirty nine years old and I'm already like yeah that's that would that sounds ideal for me. Uh, South Florida is a li- is a little different. Obviously, you know this. Uh, you guys are like well. Does it start before eight o'clock? I'm not in. I can't do it. It has to start late. It has to start at 10. It has to start at 11 o'clock. You can make a dinner reservation in Miami at 1230. It's it's madness. So in because people ask me all the time, kind of similar to what you just asked me, where like how how do the crowds differ all over the country, especially in these divided times? Um, and the truth is Miami is a party city. So the, so the set is a party set. It's, uh, it's, it's going out, it's having fun. It's partying while you're trying to get, well, not trying to get, but while you are getting older, uh, that's a lot of my set right now. So yeah, uh, I think it's going to go well with the South Florida crowds and the South Florida crowds are tough to get, but once you get them, Oh, they love you, and they are awesome, and uh, that's why I do love coming. It's interesting that you say that. My wife and I were at the Improv this a few days ago. We saw Jordan Jensen. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought she was great. We enjoyed it, but like she was saying throughout the show, man, you guys are a tough crowd. I'm, I'm gonna figure you guys out, and it was an awful crowd. It was just so mm-hmm. tough. And, like, she never did figure them out. Like, I'm wondering, yeah. you're in the middle. Now, it probably has not happened to you in a very long time because everybody's coming out to see you, knows you. They're coming to see Brad Williams. But there had yeah. to have been a time where you're in the middle of your set. You got, like, another 25 minutes to go, and you just want to, like, run and hide. 
Oh, that yeah, that 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 happens. Yeah, there's a reason why Steve Martin wrote in his book that uh, he stopped doing stand-up comedy because of the Late Show on Friday. Uh, that that is that, that is the quote that I always think about uh, right before the Late Show on Friday. But it's <laughs> usually the Late Show on Friday that that makes you want to go back to school and get my degree. Uh, but so yes, that does happen, and I'm glad um, I'm glad the comedian you saw used said the words, I'm going to figure you out Mm -hmm. because it drives me nuts when comics go on stage and the crowd might not be that great. And then they tell them they're a shitty crowd and like, oh, you guys suck. Like, like this isn't even worth my time. It's like, no, no, no. They paid money. It's you got to figure it out. That's your job. I'm going to sneeze in like two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Bless you. Bless you. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, All right. Dwarf sneeze. Make a wish. Uh, But yeah. Um, I like that she said that because that's always my mentality is, yeah, some crowds are hard. Some crowds are hard, but it's my job as the comedian to figure it out. I have a bunch of tricks that I can use. Um, but the last one that I truly remember uh, was at a comedy club in Toledo, Ohio. Are you jealous? Of course you are. <laughs> uh, and this particular comedy club serves fish bowls of alcohol. Fish wow. bowls. And it's like, it's supposed to be for like eight people. It comes with eight straws. There was a group of two people that were shit-faced when they walked in. I don't know if I can curse. Um, yeah. But uh, they were shit-faced when they walked in. And then the, and then the, the two people ordered the fishbowl. And they served them, which they should not do. Right. And uh, like Damon came up to me before the show. was like, man, these two people came in. They were lit. I'm like, oh, so did you like not let him come in or sit him in the back? They're like, no, no, no. They wanted to be right up front. I'm like, why the, oh. why, why did you do that? Why did you? So they were there and um, just talking the whole time, yelling back to me. It was like oh. their own personal show. And I kept like shutting them down and like slamming them and kept looking at the staff like, what the hell are you going to do? Um, eventually I, I had to just literally, I had to literally stop the show and and kick them out. I don't like to do that. That is a last resort. I do not like to do that. I'm not that guy. I've seen comics where like someone sniffs the wrong way and they're like, get that guy the fuck out of here. No, that's (laughs) not me. That's not me at all. So, but there was nothing I could do. And then when I talked to the staff afterward and they're like, well, you look like you were handling it. So we let him, and I'm just like, God. You guys run a comedy club. What the hell? So, um, thankfully, that comedy club I haven't played in a while. Probably won't go back there. Uh, but not to say that Toledo isn't good. I'm coming to Ohio all the time. But it, it the, the 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 club in Miami, the Improv at Doral, great club yeah. run by an amazing staff. A, the food is good. Yep. That's one of my sh- big shockers with this comedy club. You, you hear jokes all the time about why are comedians feds? Because, like, you don't get thin off of mozzarella sticks and chicken wings. Mm-hmm. But you can get, like, a nice meal at this club. I had, a poke, I had a poke bowl there on Saturday night. Yeah. You have a poke bowl. You have the, you have the snapper. It's mm-hmm. good. You, yep. you, 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 have, you, have, you have good food. You have quality drinks. And then, and then you see a great comic. Um, now, not the last time I was uh, at the Doral um, Improv, but the time before that, Here's the thing about South Florida. Anything can happen there. Literally anything. So the last time, uh, two times ago when I, when, when I was at the Doral Improv, I'm on stage. I have about 10 minutes left of my set. 
I'm landing this plane. This is going well. This is going great. All of a sudden, the manager comes up to me and hands me a piece of paper with 10 minutes left in my show. Now, when a manager comes up and hands you a piece of paper, it it's it has to happen, right? You have to read that thing right now. And I'm like, okay. So I grab the thing. I open the piece of paper. All it says is, Seinfeld here yeah. wants to wants to go on right <laughs> and i'm like oh okay so i maybe cut five minutes off the set get to my closer blah, blah, blah. and then just now i have not seen jerry i do not know that he's there but i got the note so i go okay this better not be a prank because if it's a prank i'm gonna look like a asshole so i say ladies and gentlemen this is miami anything can happen in miami speaking of which Please welcome to stage, Mr. Jerry Seinfeld. And Seinfeld walks up. Wow. Shakes my, shakes my hand, does a great set, does about 15 minutes, kills it. And then um, and then he hung out afterward and not with the audience, but like in the back and uh, met all the comedians, took pictures with all the comedians. It was great. So uh, anything can happen in Miami. Uh, you never know. Chris Cody from the Levitard show might do stand up this <laughs> next time. I've been... I've been bugging him. He tells me all the time he wants to, and I'm just bugging him. And I'm like, all right, buddy, I'm giving you an opportunity in front of an audience that loves you. Do it. Do it. So I'm 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 calling you out, Chris Cody. You but you you better do it this time. I love hearing stuff like that, like your Seinfeld story there, because like I wonder, is, is he the most famous guy that I mean you didn't really get bumped, but I love no. those stories when you're playing the big club. And maybe early in your career, and you're about to go on, and and, and the manager's like, "Hey, listen, uh, Dave Chappelle's here. Sorry, you know, like was Seinfeld the biggest guy that you ran into during one of your shows that he wanted to perform? Well, literally the biggest one is a friend of mine, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. Uh, he came by, uh, he came by a show one time, and he got there very early. This is at the Irvine Improv, and uh, he came by very early and just said hey man can i just do 10 and i was like yeah of course you do 10 you're sold out dodger freaking stadium yes you can so he goes and he goes on stage the place goes nuts does 10 some comedians don't like that i love it because i love when stuff happens like that because then all the audience walks away going oh my god we saw jerry seinfeld at the brad williams show like i get the credit without it having to do with any of the work i don't understand why other comics wouldn't like that but um, I don't mind it. If, if you're a big name and you want to pop into my show, no problem. <laughs> I love it. I'm I, I'm putting it out there to all the legendary comedians that uh, that listen to your show. I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's all absolutely, over absolutely. Uh, that it, that you know, maybe it's tough to do some time. Maybe Cat Williams is bumming around Miami and he doesn't know what's going on. Come on the show, Cat. Let's have, let, let, let let let's have a good time. Why not? Again, August 3, 4, 5, Miami Improv in Doral, Brad Williams. Uh, like I said, I mean, the best show I've ever been to really was when I saw Brad. And J.B. Ball opening for him is also fantastic. I mean, just really yeah, great. Yeah, J.B. is a Florida guy. Uh, J.B. is my opening act, and uh, uh, he'll be back with me in Miami. And um, he just released a special called It's My Privilege that is on YouTube. So uh, you guys cool. should all go check that out. I love so, I love having a great opening act, and JB is definitely that. He's going to be huge. He's going to be famous. So uh, go see him for cheap with me. This is a this is a great double bill. Uh, so yeah, you 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 see two headliners. It, it, 
he's so i'm so excited that because he's also like one of my best friends and i'm so excited that he's just on the cusp of being this amazing popular comedian and uh it's really cool to see it's like it's like watching one of your kids grow up uh i uh i have a dwarf kid so she'll never grow up technically uh but yeah so this so this so this is fantastic I want to tell you uh, one of my pet peeves at shows. And like I said, sure. my wife and I, we go to the improv all the time. Like you mentioned, you had the really loud drunk couple that were sitting in the very front. That sucks. One of my yeah. pet peeves is I'm at the show like this past Saturday night. I never want to sit up front, Brad, because <laughs> I don't want to be part of the show. I just yep. want to watch the show. And, and yep. I want to laugh the whole time. I don't want to be part of it. So I feel like yep. if you're sitting in the front, you're essentially saying, okay, I I may have to participate a little bit if called upon. And yep. my biggest pet peeve, like this Saturday night, comedian is trying to have an interaction with the guy sitting right in front. He's having none. He's like, he's, he's a fucking mute, Brad. He doesn't say <laughs> anything. It's like, you can't sit up front if you're not even going to have a little back and forth, Brad. That drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, so at my shows, I typically try not to go to the crowd too much. My philosophy is I'm the professional. They're, they're not. Um, and I typically don't call out to the front row. I call out to the front row if if you if it if the situation demands it, if, if you're being a dick, if you're just there. There was a woman uh, I did a show in New Orleans uh, a couple weeks ago. There was a woman in the front that was dressed like a pirate. A legitimate pirate. You got to acknowledge it. A, a legit pirate. I can't just not talk about the, the woman dressed as a pirate. You know, I just kind of looked at her. I'm like, are you wearing a pirate outfit? She's like, yeah. Like, did you did you know you were coming to a comedy show or a rated R movie? Come on. Okay. <laughs> so, like, uh, just stuff like that. This woman was weird as hell, but delightful. Um, at the end of the show, I do a meet and greet. She walks up to me. She holds her hand over my head, and she and she opens it. And it literally rains. I'll explain. It rains fucks down upon me. These little wooden carvings of the word fuck <laughs> just rain down on it. She, 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 she's like, I'm giving you all my fucks. And I'm like, you, you ate paint chips as a kid because you're a pirate and you're raining fucks down on people. So, yeah, um, I would agree. If you're in the front row of the comedy show, it, it's like going to the hibachi and being surprised a shrimp tail got flung at you. It's like that. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> that's what we're. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So if you're in the front row, not saying the comedian is gonna pick on you, but at some point he might say, "Hey, is this your wife? Is yep. this your husband? Is yep. this your date? What's the relationship? What do you do for a living?" And here's the thing: if you're ever in that situation. Just answer the question. Do not try to be funny. Yep. Do not be like, oh, what do you think I do for a living? Well, uh, all right, great improv. That's fantastic. Um, you know, but like, just just answer. Just answer the question. If you're a systems analyst, you know, like, that's a boring job. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make something up. Don't, don't. Just say systems analyst. We have something for that. It's okay. We're asking because it's kind of like a magician. Like, if we say, hey, pick a card, who the fuck looks at a magician and goes, no. Like, oh, all right, now, now there's no trick. Like, we know what we're going to do when we say, hey, what do you do for a living? We have answers that are 
kind of at the ready. We have that Rolodex of references that we can make for almost any job. If we're asking, it means we're prepared for it. Yeah. So just answer the question. It's not It's not hard. Who is this lovely lady right here? Oh, this one. I, I don't know this woman at all. And then the woman gets all mad because they've been married for 15 years. And it's just like, don't do it. Just answer the question. <laughs> it's fine. Brad, does, does killing feel better than bombing OJ. feels terrible Sorry. <laughs> uh does 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 killing feel better than bombing feels terrible that's it wow that's a good question i have never been asked that one before it's almost like you've done this before uh i would say yeah yeah K- killing at this point in my career killing feels better just because i know i've done my job there's nothing like the whole crowd being on your side. So I just started uh, uh, dipping my toe into theaters. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing the Miami improv this, uh, uh, you know, uh, the dates that we discussed, uh, but I'm doing some theaters. I've done New Orleans, I've done Mobile, I've done Boston, I've done New York. And those theaters, when they were rocking, holy shit, that is a different kind of feeling that I've ever felt. And it is unreal. Um, so yes, but and bombing now like when i was early in my career bombing was way worse than killing because bombing to me felt like i made the wrong decision i've 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 done the wrong thing i need to go back to school i gotta get my degree (laughs) my parents were right like that's what bombing felt like back then now i know i'm funny i know i'm pretty good at this so like if i bomb it feels bad don't get me wrong and it never feels good but in but it but in my head i go all right, I know I'm good. I'm not going to quit and do some, I'm not going to become a systems analyst. You know, I'm not going to take be a toll booth ticket taker or something. Like, I'm going to keep being a comedian. Now I look at bombing as more like a mechanical thing where why did that not go that way? It always it always does this thing. I hit, I hit the button, green light goes on. This time I hit a button, a red light came on. Why the fuck did a red light come on? So it it's more like I'm analyzing it than really getting upset. Do you have uh, early in your career? Do you have first of all? I, I want to know how you first got noticed, and sure. then after that, did you have any? Do you have a story? An early story it could be a travel story. It could be where you were playing. It could be where you were staying. Where it's like, okay, shit, shit I am not cut out for this. Oh, uh, okay. So the so these stories are always fun. Uh, the bot. Because when when comedians get together and we're late at night, it's the show's done and we're ha- and we're having drinks. No one tells stories about themselves killing. They all tell the stories <laughs> of the worst shows, the worst situations, and just the worst sets they've ever had. One of the worst sets I've ever had was at the Ontario Improv, Ontario, California. Where if you're like, I don't know where Ontario is, so go to L.A do some meth you'll end up in ontario um that's that's how that goes uh they they would laugh at that and now it's one of it's one of my favorite clubs it was essentially my home club coming up so uh uh, i i got booked to do a set this is years ago but i got booked to do a set on an urban night that's code for there's going to be a lot of black people (laughs) in the audience but they call it Urban Night because they don't want to sound racist. But <laughs> they want it to be you, called Black Night. <laughs> yeah, but when you call it Urban Night, I don't know. It almost sounds worse to me. But anyway, uh, so I get booked on an Urban Night, and this is my first time doing one of these types of shows. Uh, and 
I, I think I was like three years in, four years in. So I was real young. To give you an idea, I'm 20 years in now. I'm an old man. But uh, I remember saying like, okay, it's a black room. There's a lot of black people in the audience. It's going to be really different. So I'm going to be different. And I'm going to go on stage. And when I watch, uh, and when I watch uh, come to the stage and, I, and when I watch uh, Showtime at the Apollo, I see a lot of dancing. I'm going to do some dancing. <laughs> and I go on stage. This, is, this hurts me saying this. That I that 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 I did this stuff, okay? This hurts, but you're young, you're stupid, you're trying to be funny. And I danced, I switched my voice to an accent that I have never used before or since. Uh it was just it was I was so pandering and I was so awful. And they let me hear that. And uh bombing I bombing in front of a wide audience is bad. But they're more like, oh man, you're t- you're trying, you're doing a great job, but you know, keep keep it up. Maybe one day. That's bombing in front of your average white audience. Bombing in front of a black crowd is the worst feel. They let you hear it, and what they did, what the audience did that night, is the worst thing. They ignored me. I didn't hear laughter. I didn't hear booze. I heard silverware. And I heard conversation. <gasps> they just flat out just went, nope. And they turned to their tables and started having it. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, I deserve that. Absolutely deserve that. <laughs> but yeah, that was like the worst bomb I've ever. That was a set where I thought about that. I didn't do another quote unquote urban night for years. And then I find when, when, I, when I finally did it, this, this sounds horrible. Again, these urban nights, it, it, it was the show at the Hollywood Improv called Mo Better Mondays. Uh, <laughs> not more better. No, Mo Better, Mo Better Mondays. <laughs> and uh, I did that show and had a had, had a great set. That it was I, a I, triumph. Okay. Yes, it was the conquering hero. And if there's any young comics listening to this, don't don't feel like you have to change for the audience. Like, oh, this is what they'll like. So I'll do this. No, be yourself, be authentic. I'm a white dwarf from Orange County, California. My my parents, you know, have some money. They're, they, you know, they they, mm-hmm. they 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 were married for fifty like years. Like that's my upbringing. Don't try to go on stage and be like Vanilla Ice and be like, Nah, man, I grew up in the hood. No, you didn't, Rob Van Winkle. Uh, <laughs> you didn't do that. So. No. Um, so, so just be authentic, be true to yourself. And that that has a better chance of coming across and getting over more than you switching it all up to appease the audience. Finally here, Brad, and this has been great. It's been my pleasure. Uh, you are a just like myself. You are a big pro wrestling fan, right? Massive. I'm going to yeah. sneeze again. All right. <laughs> That's all right. Go ahead. All good. Bless you. Uh, more yeah. wishes. More I'm, wishes. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. Yep. And after we saw you and your show ended... And I think maybe it was Chris Jericho's theme song that was playing. I'm like, I think he's a huge pro wrestling fan. So what yep. are you into these days? Are you enjoying what we're seeing? Uh, I love it. Um, I'm a huge AEW guy. Um, I don't I don't really watch WWE that much, even though I did go to WrestleMania this year. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a big AEW guy. And I'm enjoying the type of wrestling. They're just... I, I like the high flyers and guys like Ray Phoenix, guys like Commander, 
they're uh, uh, El Hijo David Kingo. They're they're doing just insane things. And some people don't like the style because they're like it's too flippy flippy. And I'm like, right. that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to like it. You can like whatever wrestler. It's the same thing with comedy. Some people don't like certain styles of comedy. I don't like prop comics. Whatever. There's a million types of comics. There's a million types of comedy. Watch what you like. That's okay. You don't have to listen to Taylor Swift if you don't like Taylor Swift. It's fine. Um, so that's uh, I'm really I'm really enjoying them. I I love MJF. MJF right now in, in AEW is one of already he's not even 30 years old and he's one of the greatest heels in the history of wrestling he's so good he know even when you start to like him because you realize how good he is he's he still makes you hate him mm -hmm. and it, it's it's awesome so i love what he's doing the current promos that the current angle he's running with adam cole is great it's very entertaining and i'm i'm very excited to see where they take that but uh yeah i love i love aw i've been to a bunch of shows Every year, I speaking of Florida, I'll be back there in January because I'm going on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at yes. Sea, uh, yes. which is the greatest thing ever invented. It, it, it like some when I started doing comedy, people would like joke like, "Oh, Brad, you better be successful, or else you'll end up on a cruise ship." They weren't talking about this cruise. This is <laughs> wrestling. This is metal. This is comedy. All on a boat. They 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 have a ring on a boat and they secure it. And uh, yeah, the the wrestling is awesome. It's it's just so much fun. And then yeah. I get to, I get to do comedy shows. And normally I roast I roast the wrestlers, which when you roast a guy like Wardlow, um, <laughs> that's really taking your life into your own hands. And he's just the sweetest guy. He's I was gonna say, dude. by the way, because I've had him on my show, he's like the sweetest guy. Yeah, he's he's great guy. Uh, the last time I was on the Chris Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Seed, no, no, notice I use the whole name every time. Chris yes. Jericho Rock and Wrestling Rager at Seed. Last time I was on there, uh, dream come true. Um, I had been talking s. Uh, why 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 do I not curse now? I've been talking shit with uh, Hornswoggle online, and he was on <laughs> the cruise. And and at one point, I passed him on the cruise and there was a bunch of people around us and they were all just kind of looking at us like, Oh, I don't know. Horns <laughs> there could only be one. <laughs> yeah. We're all Highlanders. I'm like, what's happening here? What's going to happen? And Hornswoggle slapped the shit out of me. Just nailed me. My head was ringing all night and I'm like, okay, dude. Okay. That's how it's going to go. Uh, I didn't want to hit him back. Cause I've got more money than him. So he could sue me. Uh, but so then later in the cruise, uh, Hornswoggle comes out. Uh, a referee got knocked out. Hornswoggle comes out to be the ref, and 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 he he's he's gonna count in a match against uh, from Matt Cardona and uh, Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon's a friend of mine. He did the one two and then he stopped. He screwed my boy. He screwed Flip Gordon, <laughs> and I was pissed. And I was back there, and I was like, no, this will not stand. So I ran out, ran out down the ramp, got in the ring. And gave Swoggle a hell of a stone cold stunner. Yes, stunned him right in the middle of the ring. The video's on my Instagram. Yes, the place went nuts, and that was truly a dream come true to be able to do that. And uh, got I got a holy shit chant from a bunch of wrestling fans after a stunner. So that was that was li literally a top five moment of my career. So that's <laughs> uh, that was great.
That's really cool. Well, Brad, uh, I appreciate you doing this today, man. I'm really looking yeah. forward to seeing you. I guess, uh, uh, I, and I think, I think I got the VIP, so I'll be able to say what's up to you after the show. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, man. Of course you got the VIP. You run, you run South Florida. It's not a Cody. It's not a Levitard. We all know it's you. Yeah, you're, you, you, you've been here for years, okay? So, but, uh, yeah, I'll actually be on the Levitard show the week that I'm there. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll be in Miami a few days more than just, more, more than just the shows. Going to experience it. Going to gonna go out and uh, have a lot of fun in the city. So uh, I can't wait to experience all that is Miami. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, buddy. Excellent job by Brad Williams. I- I'm, I'm telling you, it, August 3, 4, 5 at the Miami Improv. Best show I've ever been to. Really looking forward to, to seeing him again. And, and you should come out. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, and of course, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are always brought to us by the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. You know I'm talking about Johnny Cuba. It's the only beer we drink here in the Zaslow Mansion. Me, my wife, both my boys. No, my boys are not drinking beer because we always drink responsibly. But when they're 21, they're going to drink Johnny Cuba. European roots of the Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack of Johnny, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. If you don't have any of those near you, you send me a message on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, you tell me where you live. My man Juan from Johnny Cuba, he'll tell me exactly where you could pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba near where you live. Like I said, remember to always drink responsibly and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. Hey, it's the summertime. What better time to treat yourself to a new ride Then right now, if you're in the market for a new car, or maybe you're thinking about it, you can't decide where to go, well, I'm sending it to the only car dealership I personally endorse, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You walk in the showroom doors, you let a member of their friendly sales team help navigate you in the right direction. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru carries the widest inventory of new Subaru models on the market. That includes the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent. Whether you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the family or a reliable Subaru sedan for your daily commute, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue, just north of Cypress Creek Road. The North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise, guaranteed most money for your trade. Three-day exchange policy out the door in 90 minutes or less after you say yes. 100% credit approval, lifetime vehicle warranty, the building you know, and the place to go. Shop nflsubaru.com. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. If you're dealing with water mold or fire damage in your home, is that a big deal? Maybe it's not a big deal. Let water clean up a floor to tell you. 954-900-8635. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. So last night, the Angels would walk it off against the Yankees. Why do we care about that? Well, I mean, this Shohei Otani, unbelievable, hits his 35th home run of the year. There's a fly ball, left center field. Did he get it up? He flips it back. Bader's at the wall. It's gone. It's tied. Shohei Otani, his 35th home run. And it's 3-3. Three three. Big deal. I mean, it feels like we're watching the, the, the best player ever right there in Shohei Otani. 
And of course, we're a couple weeks away from the trade deadline. We'll see if he gets moved. Big deal or not a big deal. Had one of my guys on Instagram send me a message at the Heat made a mistake. Not selecting Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore, Houston Rockets rookie who was a projected top five pick. Ended up going number 20 to the Rockets. He was named Summer League MVP. Well, I'm going not a big deal. Like I told my man, I said, look, ultimately in the long run, maybe the Heat should have taken Whitmore. But they took Hawkes Jr. because this is a guy who's going to help them right now. Whitmore can have the great Summer League performance, but he's still just 19 years old. Hawkes Jr. is 22. He's going to be able to help a championship team right now when Whitmore is going to have room to grow on a young Rockets team. So I'm going not a big deal. And finally, one more. Big deal or not a big deal? How about Lebetard yesterday? All right. Taking it to Adrian Wojnarowski. Here's Lebetard telling everyone that Wojnarowski is bought and paid for. And the Woj alert was just about Dario Saric. <laughs> well, th- I thank you for bringing up Woj. Because, but he's had bad looks. Well, the Heat, the Heat know that he is just agenda-based, shilling and bought and paid for by Portland. Like, it's embarrassing that Woj is telling people it might be weeks or months on Lillard, and this is the Heat's position. There are no calls going back and forth. The offer is Hero, and Hero's the best one you're going to get from anybody. He's better than Maxi. He's the best you're going to get. You're boxed in. Lillard wants to be with us. This is the offer. It's not calls going back and forth. There are no calls going back and forth. Portland can do all they want with Woj, sending out all sorts of smoke signals about pressure. It's the offer, and they're saying, show us someone who's better at that age that you're going to get anywhere in the league from anyone, given that Lillard is only going to play here. Yeah, I'm going big deal because I'm interested in what the fallout there is because at one point, for sure, uh, Lebaton and Wojnarowski, they were at the very least friendly with each other. I mean, matter of fact, Lebaton introduced me one time to Wojnarowski, so I don't know if that friendship ended a long time ago, but... That, those are some big words right there. Bought and paid for? I'm going big deal. That right there, courtesy of Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635, is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal? Yes! Fun show today. Thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. I appreciate you. Thanks to everyone behind the scenes who helped put together a great show. Can't do it without you. You know that. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.